This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is the importance of thank you. Yes, because it is Thanksgiving this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the new relationship status millennials are signing up for, and who gets the dog after a divorce. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who can't get past the first date and another who is 50 and looking for love. But first, Angela, just you and I, what's going on in your week? Um, So a few episodes back, like a while ago, I had mentioned that an ex-boyfriend of mine friended me on Facebook. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which and we were like, you why? don't, need, you don't, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to deny. You could just like pretend you never it. saw it. Well, I accepted just because I was like, yeah, I'll, my life is awesome. I'll like, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, oh, now I feel like I don't really update my Facebook that much, but now I feel like I'm like, uh, I, I don't really care. But I'm like, I do want to put something forward to be like, things oh are going well. Oh my god! See, it, this whatever. is why you shouldn't have added. Him I know because it's gotten in your head, and now it's. Affecting but, your social media choices for this ex-boyfriend you don't even care about. So purely insane, though. That so, like when when we when I broke up with this person, which was many many years ago, he unfriended me and he blocked me. But he also blocked all my friends. Um. So, but now all of a sudden, my friends can see his Facebook, which means that he had to like meticulously go through and unblock them all. He didn't friend them again, but he unblocked everyone. Oh my Which god. Which is so bizarre. So anyway, so now my friends can see him and uh one of my friends sent me a screenshot like jokingly of him and his new girlfriend and I was like ha 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 whatever. Uh and they were like, "No, no, look at who liked it." <laughs> and I look and my dad liked it. No. And I was like, what the "Fuck." So <laughs> so awkward. I texted my dad and like, you know, parents on social media is always a dangerous thing. They don't know what they're doing. And the fact that he was even friends with him in the first place, he had told me he accidentally friended him. He was an accident. And I was like, okay, Dad, that's Dad. weird. That's weird, but okay, sure. So then I texted him. I was like, uh, Dad. And like, I didn't want things to get lost in translation over text. Like, I didn't want him to think I was actually mad at him. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, um, I think you should not like this person's photos because he's gonna think that you like him better than ian you and have he's to gonna think that blame to your dad yeah. what the like means i was like he's well in my crazy head i was like he's gonna think that he you wish he, he, that i was marrying him and not ian and that's so sad <laughs> and that's so sad <laughs> and my, to ian. my dad's first response is uh leave him alone he's a nice kid oh my like, god yeah he's very nice but maybe he can go be nice by himself this and he is doesn't all have to have your fault for any, adding him yeah he doesn't have to have any sparrow family interaction while he's nice on his own by himself and my dad was like stop being crazy and i was like okay fine and then my dad's like i'll unfriend him and i'm like no no no, because that looks even crazier <laughs> oh my god just stop just don't touch anything don't do anything <laughs> just like leave it alone because oh like god. to unfriend him now so would then good. make it even it would make it look like even more elaborate so i'm just like just well just, it would your dad it would look like your dad is like going through some shit where yeah. he's like has like strong feelings like i'm gonna like like oh um, it would look like that like was sarcastic like yes like um oh i like your new girlfriend Fuck you, unfriended. <laughs> You've moved on from my daughter. 
Um, so I've, I'm very stressed about this, but it's okay. We're all going to get through it. We're all adults here. But I'm just like, Dad, you're supposed to be loyal to me, your child. <laughs> loyalty to me and loyalty to Ian. Oh Remember that. So I'm just like, just, just, just stay, stay away. Nick and I are never, ever, ever breaking up, but God forbid we ever do. Like, faux show. Sure. My family would still be friends with him. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like Ian, I've been together with a long time. Like we're engaged, so it's like a little more serious. But this was like college boyfriend. We were together two years. Like, just he was so. No offense if you're listening, but irrelevant. And I'm just like, <laughs> come on, let's all move on. Let's oh my all god, move irrelevant right is the is well, like the meanest thing you could ever say. She's like, you didn't matter. You don't matter enough for me to even dislike you. You're irrelevant. You're Every irrelevant. Every relationship is a learning. That was harsh, Angela. <laughs> I'm only saying way that. harsh, Ty. I know it's not something I would have said, you know, right after it happened. But it's been quite some time now. Yes, it was like 2010. So <laughs> irrelevant. Well, we'll in the talk grand to your dad. Themes. But we're going to talk to Bob. Uh, what's going on in your week? So Nick and I had a nice week, but we did get in an argument and I want to get your take on it. Okay. So I really get excited about doing festive things in the fall, especially being in New York. There's so many fun things to do. Mm -hmm. So I saw that there was a harvest festival in Randall's Island. So I said, we're going to go. We're going to go to Randall's Island. We're bringing the baby. Harvest festival. Harvest festival. I'm down painting pumpkins. Let's do this up. Sounds great. And Nick's attitude, he was like, oh, he kind of sighed. Like, why would we go do that when we could just walk around our neighborhood? <laughs> and granted, we I love where we live. There's a lot of fun things to do. I really believe we have like the best boutiques and restaurants and we have great parks. It's great here. I'd like, I still like to switch it up sometimes. It's right. nice to see new things and do cool things that might not be within our 10 block radius of our house. Sure. And when it's the fall, you want to go do like, harvesty things and he's exactly and he was like it's just like the logistics sound hard i'm like it's a 30 minute drive we get the car seat we put the baby in the car seat we get an uber and we go to randall's island it's like not that hard it's fine he he kind of gave a little pushback and then I kind of went like ballistic where I was like, then you don't have to come. Why don't you want to do fun things? I am a light and I shine bright and I want to, oh I want to have a vibrant life. And like, if you don't want to do fun things, like don't you be my shadow putting out my light. Like I got was that, is that a direct quote? That's a direct quote. Can't argue with that. <laughs> so needless to say, he's like, Fine, we'll go to Randall's Island. I will I not put out your light. I want you to live a vibrant light life and uh, you are a bright shining light. I will not shadow over your light. So we get in the car. We go to Randall's Island. We can't find this fucking harvest festival anywhere. The Uber <laughs> is driving all around. Finally, we find this harvest festival. It is a joke. A joke of a harvest <laughs> festival. Such I've seen some harvest festivals in my time. Bullshit. And this did not. It was not even a harvest festival. They were selling like shit hot dogs from like a fold out table <laughs> that I think wasn't even part of the harvest festival. I think it was like a baseball thing. Like they didn't even have food. They had like no harvesty things. They had a sign that said harvest festival. I think they spent more on the sign than they did on the actual harvest festival. Did, did you miss it? Were you there such, on the right yes, day? Yes. They're like, this is the harvest festival. It was such a joke. They were like, oh, go see our 
uh, our outdoor farm, which was like the farm was fine, but like you could do that normally. It wasn't anything for like a harvest festival. It was so stupid. And the whole time I was like, God damn it. Nick's just going to think <laughs> like, I told you so. I told you so. But how would I have known this harvest festival was going to suck so hard? So did you feel like, like I'm actually very angry at the people that run <laughs> Randall's Island. Like I want, I want those like four hours back of my life that you stole from me for getting in an Uber and like getting lost, finding your, you know, stupid lot 62 and then looking for this harvest festival that was a joke of a harvest festival, like such shit. While you were there, did you feel like you had to be like, this is great so that you could win the argument? Like, this is so much fun. I'm so glad we came. I actually took the like self-aware route. I thought about that. I thought of being like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like, like, oh, look, there's like a chicken and like, <laughs> and like, oh my God, cool. But like, it was so ugly and just such a poorly done festival that like, I was like, all right, I got to take the self-aware angle. So I was like, this is so dumb. I can't believe these people call this a harvest festival. I was like, just say it, Nick. Just say I told you so. It's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so good. Just say I told you so. <laughs> Just do it. And he was like, no, like, I don't, you didn't know. Maybe it would have been fun because he's a nice guy. He's the nicest human ever to live. Um, but it's just so unfortunate. I was proven wrong. <laughs> That's the real reason you need to write a complaint letter. <laughs> like, you made me look bad. Like, if this had been like such a, we've been to like, I've dragged Nick to some events that have, that he hasn't wanted to go to that end up being like so fun. And he's like, this was fun. I'm glad we did this. Like, thank you for like, you know, pulling me out and doing this. Actually, I don't think he's ever thanked me, but they've just been fun. (laughs) Sure. This was not one of them. So I'm so angry at Randall's Island. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, As the Nick of my relationship. Yes. This is why I want your take. I do have to say it does feel kind of good sometimes. (laughs) Even if you don't say, I told you so. Just to be able to silently gloat and be like, oh, I knew this was going to suck. And here we are. <laughs> and then you're maybe you'll think twice next time you drag me to some bullshit. <laughs> Needless to say, we're never going to Randall's Island ever again. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure that doesn't mean that your light will shine any less bright elsewhere. This is true. On that note, we're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Rothy's. The holiday means celebration with friends, company parties, and family gatherings. So why not look stylish and feel comfortable all season long? I love Rothy's because of the sustainability aspect of the company. Here's a mind-blowing fact. Uh, By making their shoes using repurposed plastic water bottles, Rothy's has diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already and they're very comfortable shoes i have these like kind of high toppy ones called the chelsea which are very cool uh i tried to order them in another color they already sold out you got like you got to go on and get them they're like selling out quick guys you got to get in there my favorite thing about the rothy's is that i can wear them and not worry about them getting dirty or anything because you can just easily throw them in your washing machine and clean them yep that's my favorite thing and i have i have The best little leopard pointy flats. I wear them all the time. They are the best. I don't even want to tell you guys about them because then I'm afraid the leopard will sell out and then I won't be able to buy more, but I'm giving this hot tip. So the Rothy's, we love them. They are stylish and comfortable. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. Rothy's come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns and are available in a range of styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. You can keep an eye out for the holiday color 
colorway launches coming out this season as they are sure to sell out fast. They have playful designs that add fun pops of color and perk up every outfit while still looking polished and professional. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash single. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash single to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you have been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash single today. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news to share with our people and me? So I was so excited to find this article in Refinery29 um, because I, it's it says it's LAT, the relationship status that more and more millennials are signing up for by Erica W. Smith. And I actually know a couple that has a relationship like this, but I didn't know that it was like a trend and there was a label for it. So LAT stands for living apart together. So uh, the example- Is this like Frida, Frida Kahlo? Who had like a house next to Diego Rivera? Sort of, but it takes it even a step further in that it's like you're living in different states. Um, so the example that they had in this article, they interviewed this couple where the girl, they, they her and her husband got married. They were living in Nebraska and then the girl got a job in LA and she like she wanted to take the job. The, the field that she works in, there wasn't a lot of jobs in Nebraska. So she moved and I think that they kind of thought it would be temporary but now they've been doing it for two years and they say they're long distance married and it works for them. Um, and I actually, through a friend, know another couple who has this exact situation. Really? Where they were living in New York. The girl got a job in California and just like took it and they didn't really discuss what they were going to do about it because the guy was like, I want to stay in New York. Gussing it right. is crazy to me. Like so at least you got to discuss it to have this label and this right. title and to have a healthy relationship you can't just be like peace out I'm, I'm moving like like my, my friend recently got a job at a tv show in la and she was living here with her boyfriend of a very long time in new york and uh and she was like yeah I'm, I'm going to la and i was like oh like what's your boyfriend doing she's like he's staying here we're gonna do the long distance thing i was like oh that's cool but like they're making it work and like guaranteed they've talked about it right exactly and like long distance pre-marriage is not unheard of, but post marriage, it's it's usually like huh. that's that's unheard of. Yeah, but or not unheard of. That's that that's uncommon. Un- uncommon is what I meant. Yes. Um, but according to this article, like as the you know definition of what a normal relationship is evolves, it's true for marriage as well. Whatever works for people. I feel so strongly about this that relationships and marriages can look like anything you want them to look like. Right. But the caveat is, as long as both people agree. There's a respect and you talk about it. You just have to talk about it. You can date multiple people in a relationship. You can live on different sides of the world, but you've got to be on the same page about whatever you want your relationship to look like. You can't just be like, I want my, our relationship to look like this and just do it. Right. You have to like find someone that that wants that too. Yeah. And I think something you have to be really cautious of in something like this is like one person going along with it because they want the other one to be happy and not because they actually think it would work for them because that could could like wind up ending a relationship I think if like you're like okay we're going to move forward with this and do it because you said you're okay with it and then they're unhappy and doesn't work but uh yeah, yeah. like in that situation I would say uh like if Nick got some like art you know thing far away uh I think the way that we would do it is if he was like okay i'm gonna go you know move i don't think he'd ever want to do this and i'm like 
to obsess with him. I can't <laughs> yeah, be. I mean, I know that this would not work no. for me. But what not, I, not in any kind of long term thing. For sure. Yeah, no, not for a long term. But I guess like if you're like, okay, you know, we're going to come, we're going to fly back and forth this many times and, you know, whatever. I think the underlying thing for the person that's more unsure about it would be like, okay, we'll do this for, you know, three months or six months. But like if I'm not happy, like you have to like quit your job or you know, you have to move back if you want this relationship to work because you have to have like an end, like a trial. I would say have like mm-hmm. a trial period. Yeah, that's that would be smart. my recommendation. Yeah, but apparently there's there's like an app created now for people that are specifically seeking out this kind of relationship that just like like having their own independence and living apart. So it's called if you're interested, if you're into this kind of thing, it's called A Partners. It's a dating app, and apparently the the founder said that interest in this spiked when Gwyneth Paltrow said that her and her husband were living in separate houses. Oh uh, yeah, I love that. She's she's quite the trendsetter. She sure is. That, that goopy girl. Uh, but yeah, and then like I guess Kaylee Coco also is. Uh, she's the actress from Big Bang Theory. She also is uh, not living with her husband. They live in separate houses. So good for them. It works for some people. If you're looking for that sort of arrangement, go on a partners. Uh, for me, I'm good living in the same place. I do like my own space sometimes, but like on a short term basis, not on a long term thing. Uh, what are you reading about? I'm reading New York Times. This is an article by Stephen Petro, and he writes, after a divorce, who gets the dog? And we've gotten a lot of emails about this. We've talked about this on the show, so I was really happy to finally have an article that that talks a little bit about it. Um, also, my hairstylist, who I love talking about on the show, <laughs> like Reese told me like the last time I was in, she's like, yeah, no, but I like still talk to my ex. I was like, why? She's like, well, we share a dog. Oh, no. So many people do this, and you know, and then you you end up it's hard to move on, but I get it. Your dog is your is your child. So he got so this guy Stephen, this was like a personal essay that he wrote. So he was in a very long relationship uh and he was married and decided to get divorced from his husband. And you know, he basically said that the divorce it was pretty easy. You know, they they split up any property that they had you know, collected over their marriage, any property and money before, whatever. And all of that was fine until they got to the dog. Because technically, like, I think they had the dog something like 12 years together, but his husband had had it one year prior. So his husband, like, brought the dog to the relationship and had it one year. And Stephen, uh, but Stephen had known him so long, he felt like, like, this is my dog too. And so he he requested yeah they've been they've been married for four years they were together for 13 total and the dog was 14 years so he had been with this dog for 13 out of the uh the dog's 14 years of life if Um, someone really wants to be petty though really all that matters is who's on the adoption papers and then that person can choose to be kind and share the husband his husband was because his husband had him for a year so Dogs are treated like property, as yeah. sad as that is. They're treated like TVs. They're treated like cars. Uh, regardless, he asked for joint custody and got like a quick, a quick no. Uh, he said like you know he'd gone deeply attached to the dog, and uh, uh, his his husband emailed saying like my lawyer did advise me that Zoe is considered personal property and as such it is my decision to make about her future you can't always have what you want burn honestly though probably doing him a favor because staying in touch with your ex and like having to coordinate 
the weekends for the dog and all that. It's just like, it's going to, it's too complicated. I know. But some states are making changes because they're really? realizing that like dogs are more than just pieces of property. So there's three states, Illinois, Alaska, and this year, California, effective this year, California, they've amended their family code to treat pets differently from other types of marital assets. Um, so they're, 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 they're treating it differently. I don't know like the exact technicalities like mm-hmm. in the law, but but some states are are you know realizing that that dogs are not just items. Uh, uh, yeah, they've also California judges have been permitted to consider the well being of the animal as well as who provided its care and working out custody arrangements. So I like that. Like even yeah, if technically it was one person's dog, like let's say like another person did like ninety percent of the caretaking. Mm-hmm. So this guy Stephen goes into his lawyer's office and his lawyer's like why don't you offer 16 grand to your husband see if he'll give you the dog for that much wow. and he was like what i don't want to offer like 16 grand so uh so he basically said like no i'm i'm not going to going to do that um and then a few weeks after he had like considered doing that though he gets an email from his husband saying i'm not suggesting this but would you be interested in Zoe full time? I just moved into a building that doesn't allow dogs. <laughs> oh. So I don't know. I don't know like what, cha- you know, I guess maybe his husband wasn't as attached to the dog as possible. And maybe he realized like being a single dog dad is a lot of work. I think that's probably what it was. So, so Steven ended up getting the dog as it was. He took full custody and of course, his husband was like, I'm not going to pay for any of Zoe's care because I'm never going to see her again. So, wow, that's actually like harsh, messed up. Yeah. yeah. So what what uh, what his lawyers recommend and what Stephen recommends is what is what he's calling like a pet nup. So like a prenuptial <laughs> agreement for your pet. He said that they say it's the best way to avoid custody disputes when the relationship dissolves. Options can include sole custody, joint custody, and even pet support like child support. So I want to know your thoughts on whether you think a pet nup is a good idea. For me, I think it's just as awkward as like, I mean, we've had divorce attorneys on here that say like prenuptial agreement, you got to do. Right. Um, I think like doing like a pet nup is just because they're not as common as prenuptial agreements. It just feels so cynical. Like, hey, so like when we break up, like. You know, like, let's talk about who's taking the dog. And I just think there's no – it'd be like working out, like, a child custody agreement before you, get, you know, give birth to your child. A little bit. But I will say, like, I have a friend who just went through this who, like, went through a, a breakup and they got a dog and the dog didn't really take to – so basically, like, the boyfriend really wanted to get the dog. So made them get the dog and the boyfriend – ends the relationship and the dog didn't wound up not liking the guy. So (laughs) it was just kind of like an unspoken thing. Like the dog's going to stay with my friend, but it's a lot, it's very expensive to have a dog. It's a lot of work and it's been very stressful that on top of a breakup. I mean, it's also been nice having the dog there, but she has been lucky in the sense that like financially he contributed to like medical bills and stuff. And he was cool about like signing over the adoption papers to her, but she's lucky that he wasn't a psycho about it. Some people can be. For sure. He sounds like he was a respectful, nice person and like that way. In the- terms of the dog stuff. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. So I don't know. It's something to consider is like 
there, you know, this guy Stephen went through kind of hell after his divorce with, you know, a dog he knew for 13 years. He's suggesting a pet nap. Just throwing that out there, something to consider. I'm undecided whether I endorse a pet nap or not. I think if you like really, really, really love your dog and can't imagine life without them, then it is definitely something to consider. I mean, I feel that way about Samo, but I'm not going to do a pet nap with Nick. Right. I mean, everybody loves their pet, but it's like, you know, how complicated am I willing to let, let my life get for my pet? I don't know. All right. We're going to jump into our mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Movement. Guys, Black Friday's here, and so is Movement Watch's biggest sale of the year for limited time only. Every single thing at movement.com, which is M-V-M-T.com, no vowels, is on sale. That's hundreds of premium watches, blue light glasses, sunnies, and jewelry styles with a fresh new discount just in time for the holidays and all of your gifting needs. Whenever people tell me they're looking for an affordable watch, I always recommend Movement. Me too. Um, they're so cute. They're so cute and stylish and affordable. And I love their sunglasses. I, I love the two names. Two pairs of their sunglasses. Oh, yeah. You love their sunglasses. Um, I love the names of things. It's like a lot of named after things from California. I have like this rose gold watch. It's rose gold on rose gold. So much rose gold happening, but it looks good. <laughs> um, so if you guys would like to get the the hookup a little more about Movement Watches, Movement Watches are an affordable option. Like we said, they have clean design. They're minimal and really just like quality products. Movement has sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. So they're popular. It's a lot of watches. Mm -hmm. Shop their biggest sale of the year right now at movement.com and use code HOLIDAY19 at checkout. And get free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com, code HOLIDAY19. Go to mvmt.com, movement.com, and join the movement. We would like to give a shout out to Sakara Life, the 100% plant-based, organic, ready-to-eat meals. They specialize in fresh, organic, perfectly portioned meals delivered to your home or office so that you can get back to feeling really, really good again. I am a huge Sakara Life devotee. I've been getting their meals for a while now for breakfast and for dinner. I do two meals a day. They offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So... Uh, I, I just, I love them. They're already made. I don't have to make them myself. I've done the stuff where you, you know, you get the ingredients, and then you make the thing. I don't have time to make the thing anymore because I got a baby. So I like that it's already made for me. I just have to heat it up or it's sometimes is something where I don't need to heat it up and I can just eat it right away. And honestly, Angela, the food is so crazy, crazy good. Yet I feel like I'm eating vitamins. It's just like all vegetables and like good ingredients. I look on the back of something. It tells you all the ingredients. Like I wouldn't even know where to find this stuff in Whole Foods. And it's all in like a waffle. It's crazy. Wow. And then they do snacks too, right? They sent you some bars that you have. I love bars. They just launched their beauty bar that has all these good minerals and good things in it that make your skin glow. I get their chocolates. I eat two chocolates every night, a probiotic chocolate and a beauty chocolate. In the morning, I make myself a little water with their beauty water. Like I'm, I wow. drink their, their Saqqara uh, detox teas. I do it all. I'm obsessed. Beauty water. And they have food, Angela. For breakfast, I have banana pudding parfait. It tastes like banana pudding from like Magnolia's Bakery, but it's just food that's all good for you. And it's making you more beautiful. It's so crazy good. Uh, they have these burgers. I had a pumpkin pie parfait for breakfast the other day. Uh, what else have I eaten? Uh, I had, they had, oh, roasted peach chana masala, a maple sweet potato bowl, like crazy good food. Their classic chopped salad is very popular. 
they have this truffle mushroom pasta. Like the food is so good and it's all good. Technically it's vegan, but you wouldn't know. And I, I mean, I eat mostly vegan because I believe in it ethically, morally, and you know, for the environment and my health and for all reasons like that. But, um, anyways, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, some, some fun facts about Sakura. Um, they have their meals and products are backed by cutting edge nutrition science and traditional healing wisdom to give your body what it needs to thrive to ensure peak nutrition, freshness, freshness and deliciousness. They source all their ingredients from trusted suppliers and organic farms that use healthy, sustainable agriculture practices, um, it's cr- chef crafted for pure joy. They have classically trained chefs, inspired global flavors. The meals and products are crafted with love and care to provide one of the most important nutrients of all pleasure. And we're hooking it up for 20% off of one of your meal plans. Just use code XOLAURA. Switching it up with the codes because Laura is obsessed. That's code XOLAURA, just like XO, like kiss and a hug. XOLAURA for 20% off at sakara.com S-A-K-A-R-A.com. All right, Angela, it's time to jump into our mailbox. Before you read us the questions that we have this week, I just wanted to read one nice email that we got because this week is the importance of thank you. Oh. So we got someone showing us a little a little thanks that made, made, made us feel really good. Nice. So we got an email that said, Hi there, I discovered your podcast literally a few days ago and absolutely love it. I'm a 34-year-old guy currently going through a divorce with my wife. Your encouraging, inclusive take on relationship advice has been really helpful as I work through the feeling of loss and insecurity inherent to my situation. Thank you so much for putting it out there. Dropping you a five-star iTunes review and ordering your book now. Best Hell wishes. Yeah. And thanks again, Wacus. Now, I love you, Wacus. People are probably going to think this is like a fake email because it's like too good to be true. <laughs> like everything we want to hear. Everything we want <laughs> is like, please buy your book and like rate us nicely on iTunes and just say nice things about us. But like we very rarely get like just full love emails because you know people if they have got we want criticism too and if people have a critique or you know something that we said bothered them we want to hear about that of course uh people don't usually just take the time to just write like nice as hell emails about how much they love us and how they're buying our book they might just buy it on their own and be quiet about it which i also love and appreciate Think about how we all i mean like when i have a great experience at a restaurant i don't always reach out about that but when i have a terrible one i'm like where is their yelp page exactly (laughs) so so it was very nice that walkers took the time to do this yeah, thank you, Wakas. All right, what do we have in our mailbox? Um, okay, our first email is from H and H writes, Dear Angela and Laura, I have been happily single for two years now. After my last relationship, I really dedicated some time to work on myself, loving myself, and creating a life that I want to live. I am happier than I have ever been in my life and truly joyful about where I am. Uh that I love my friends. I'm furthering my career with a master's degree. I am active and live an interesting life. Everything sounds great so far. Um, she says, during this single time, I have also explored some casual sexual relationships, but now I have come to realize that I want something more. Therefore, I am a bit taken aback by the dating experiences I've had these past six months. None of my dates seem to go past the first date from at least 15 people. I've only met two men more than once. Um, 
it is always them to call it off. I hear a lot of our date was nice, but I'm not interested in seeing you again. All of these men are nice and interesting people who I would have loved to see again. They're not ghosting me, but after so many similar experiences, I am beginning to feel there is something wrong with me and the new confident, happy me. On dates, I try to stay casual, a bit flirty, but nothing too sexual. I ask questions, and after the date, I often feel really good about the time we had together. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, and it is starting to wear me down. I've deleted all dating apps because of the constant rejection. Am I too ugly? Am I going after the wrong people? Do I give off the wrong vibe in my profiles, or am I simply really bad at first impressions? Your big sisterly advice on your podcast has always made me feel more hopeful about love and dating, so I would love to hear your input. Oh, H. I know. This is a hard one to read. Um... It's so hard to, it's honestly sounds like you're doing everything right. It It's hard for me to know without actually going on a date with you because the things that I would normally suggest to people are like, you know, be a little, don't be too standoffish, but like, you know, don't be overly flirty. You just met this person, you know, right. they need to win you over. And the biggest one is I would say, ask a lot of questions yes. because like, you know, studies have shown that. People feel the more people talk to you, the more they feel closer to you versus like you spilling everything to them. They're not going to feel as close. So, you know, make sure you ask a lot of questions to people. That would be and but you said you're doing all these things. I would we also always say like focus on you and like be confident you. You like took time to do that. You also took time to like just hook up with people. I think this honestly just from from everything you're saying, assuming your account is is accurate, which I'm. That's all I have to go by. I'm just going to say it's like one of those things where you just have to shoot a lot of darts and like you're eventually going to land on one. Like for me, I was I I never had a relationship that went past three months, which I know it sounds like a lot longer if you're not getting past the second date, which you have from like two of the 15. But I my first long term relationship was Nick, who ended up being my husband. So I whereas like a lot of my friends had like multiple long term relationships and I felt like oh I'm just one of those people that like can't have a boyfriend so I've like been where you're at before and just thought like people just don't want to like stay in a long term relationship with me I'm like there must be just something about me like people don't want to like date me and call me their girlfriend and like that mm-hmm. was like really how I felt for a very long time in my life so I I do think that you're just gonna have to like shoot a lot of darts and like if this is important to you stay at it. Um, yeah. And make yeah. sure your profile is, is accurate. That's the only other thing I could think of is that like they're seeing your dating profile and then meeting you and like something about it feels like inaccurate sure. and they're like, oh, she's a nice person. But like, it wasn't who I thought I was going to go out with, whether it's like accurate pictures or accurate description in your profile, that might not be the case, but I'm just throwing that out there as an idea that that's all those. And then just, you know, keep shooting darts and hopefully one will get a bullseye. Yeah, and and the I agree with everything Laura said, and the only other thing that stands out to me about your email is how you said, "Is there something wrong with the new confident me?" And like, I can promise you that maybe you're not doing everything perfectly. There's no way for us to know, but I really would not encourage you to take a step back in the confidence area because that is like a valuable, important thing, and that's definitely not the problem. So keep leaning into that. Don't like try and don't don't be like Laura earlier and try and dim your light. Don't let somebody shadow your light. Absolutely. Be a bright light. <laughs> what else we got in the mailbox? Um, okay. Next up, we have an email um, from an anonymous listener who they say they are almost 50 and looking for love. 
So she writes, I am 49 years old and recently started online dating. Never been in a romantic and or sexual relationship longer than three months. Those relationships ended because I realized I either had different values or wanted different long-term things from those people. So relationships ended instead of both of us trying to force something. I took a 10-year break from dating due to a sexual trauma I experienced, ready to date after a lot of therapy and spiritual work. My question is, when do I tell a potential long-term partner about my lack of long-term dating and lack of sexual experience overall? I date both men and women, don't want to freak anybody out. So far, I have only met two people face-to-face and wasn't enough chemistry for a second date. When someone has asked what, why I am looking, I have just said I haven't met the right person yet, which is true. I mean, I, I think this is maybe an insecurity that you have. Um, that you haven't been in a, a long relationship more than three months because I know for me, like I just said, I didn't have a relationship that went longer than three months and it was an insecurity. Now I look back, I'm like, that wasn't that short. I mean, I look, I'm like three months, like that kind of, I, I felt people out. It wasn't right. I moved on and like kept dating. I would just say like, oh, I don't know. I've dated somebody, but like, I'm really happy with who I am and I've never wanted to date anybody long-term, but now I'm realizing that's maybe something that I want. And I would just frame it in a very confident tone, which kind of sounds like what you you are saying. You're saying, you know, I just haven't met the right person yet, which is true. It is true. That's all you got to say. Um, just because you're 50 and you're not a divorcee, like, like that that's not necessarily a good thing to be like a divorcee and it's not it's a bad a, thing it's, a it's neutral just a thing it's a neutral thing exactly it's a neutral it's a neutral thing that you're it's not something that you have to be <laughs> yeah you don't have to be that that that's not like a a thing you need on your dating resume right it's not something that necessarily would like hurt you it's just it's it's neither here nor there you are just like a 49 year old who's been like dating sometimes you've taken a break to work on yourself like you did for 10 years sometimes you you know you you've like 50 years is a long time that that's like a long time where you have had time to date you've done different things you've switched it up you've dated you've taken breaks and like and it's all good and it's all fine and I think the answer you're giving is perfect yeah and I would also say to just remember that like this is an issue that you haven't even encountered yet. It's an issue that you anticipate someone else having with you. But it that doesn't mean that it's true. Like you're letting this become this fear in your head that it's going to be a turnoff to other people. But like has it been a turnoff yet to the people that you've dated? Yeah. What evidence do you have that it's been a turnoff? Like, That's what pro- I would ask yourself. Probably none. So just don't like focus on it. And actually what you should be doing right now is what you've been doing is keep dating for yourself and like to make not make up for lost time, but like you want to figure out what you like and what you're looking for. So you're just doing a little field research right now. So exactly. like enjoy the field research. Absolutely. If you want your listener questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less if you want it on the show. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is the importance of thank you. We cannot overstate how important positive reinforcement is. You need to tell people thank you when they do small things. In, in a relationship, it, it you know it might start to get like easy to take things for granted. 
when your partner does nice things, you kind of have to remind yourself to keep saying thank you. For example, Nick makes the bed every morning. And so I still try to like remind myself like, oh, thank you. I'll be like, oh, sometimes I'll do it in a way. I'll be like, Samo, who's our dog. Isn't it so nice to get into like a made bed? Like, like oh, so nice of Papa to make the bed for us. Uh, Nick gets me like matcha lattes every morning uh-huh. when he walks the dog and the baby. So I always say like, oh, thank you so much. It's just, you know, it's just a nice thing. I get done with my workout and got a matcha latte waiting for me don't get used to these things i hope that i never get used to these things i need to like keep saying thank you or or your partner is going to start to feel unappreciated and and resentful that the things they're doing are being taken for advantage yeah and i think that sometimes saying thank you actions can speak louder than words so like you can give a verbal thank you but then like also ask yourself like what am i doing for them in return like how am i showing my thanks absolutely also i would I would um, encourage you guys to Google this article called What Shamu Taught Me About a Happy Marriage in the New York Times. It's like an article from, I think like 2006. Yeah. It's a popular essay from 2006 where a wife tries to improve her husband by using exotic animal training techniques. And I'm just going to like- What? <laughs> I'm I'm basically just going to uh, like, like synthesize it down to like one sentence, but it was basically like positive reinforcement. So like, instead of like getting angry at her husband, she, she would just, she started to use positive reinforcement, which I just think is related. So if you're interested in like learning a little more about this personal essay of it, it was like a viral one in like that, that the New York times still talks about. Uh, it's what Shamu taught me about a happy marriage. So yeah, the more you thank people, the easier it is to communicate frustrations when they're padded with nice things that you appreciate my therapist taught me that Mm. so it's great to do this in emails too like um to people who are not your partner like if you have to tell them some bad news you're like oh i really like love this about this can you change this one thing and i also love this right you know uh i also i love the movie that nobody's ever heard of but there's a movie called happy thank you more please that was written by josh radner and it's basically like the the title is like when something good happens to you you just like say to the universe happy thank you more please so, like, if you go on a good date, say happy thank you more please to the universe. It sounds very woo-woo, but I've done it, and it does make you – it grounds you. It makes I you, love like, appreciate that. the moment. Tell everyone what you're thankful for. People are going to like you more. Tell people what a great friend they are. Tell people how talented they are. Just give compliments a lot, you know, without being ingenuine or creepy or over the top because that makes people uncomfortable. Like, whenever I see people and they're like, oh, my God, I love your dress. Like, like oh, my gosh. And if they go too over the top, it just starts to make me very uncomfortable, you know? Right. So, like – do authentic compliments, but yeah. people, you know, if you're doing that shit right, people love hanging out with people who like them and appreciate them. So just say thank you to everyone around you. Tell your teachers how much you like them. Tell your friends how much you like them. Tell your boss when, you know, like, thank you for showing me that, you know, you're really good at this one thing. Your boss is going to like you. You're going to get a promotion. Yeah. If you say thank you. <laughs> to say th- uh, on that, it is t- on that note, it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. It's Thanksgiving, so it's time for us to find our own gratitude and thanks. We are going to take turns listing our top things we are thankful for in a game we call Thanks. I mean it. Thanks for real. Thanks. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, and I love the name of this game. All right. So we're just going to go back and forth and talk about things that we're thankful for in life. Uh, You ready? Yeah. I'm ready for my son being healthy and cute as fuck. Oh, cute. Um, I'm thankful for having new friends at work because having a work friend makes the day go by so much faster. I'm thankful for Nick's cute butt. 
Um, I'm grateful for having some some new goals for the next year that I've set for myself. Yes. I'm thankful for Succession being better after episode two. Oh my God, that's a good one. Honestly, I am grateful for my attraction to Kendall Roy, even though it makes me hate myself. Yeah. I also feel a lot of hours thinking about it. Love it. I'm thankful for APCs opening across the street from me. There's a lot of really cool stores opening up. Ooh, I'm grateful for my group chat with my friends. Oh, I love that. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, The Wing. It's just been like a really cool place to work at. And I'm just grateful that I have like a nice, cool workspace. I'm thankful to Ian for being a good dad to our plants. He brought them to the plant doctor the other day and they're looking very healthy. Oh, that's so nice of him. I'm thankful for matcha tea and Sakara life. They've made me feel healthier and feel better. And I'm just, I've become like a matcha snob and matcha expert and I love it. Wow. I'm grateful for our podcast and for our listeners who honestly like really brighten my day sometimes with their emails. Yes. Sometimes I get really nice ones like, like Wacus. Yeah. I'm thankful that I have a new book coming out this year. That was like a big goal of mine that I'm, that I'm really happy about. That's a big deal. Um, what else am I grateful for? I'm grateful that I live in a city that I love, in a neighborhood that I love, in a cute little apartment that I, every day I'm grateful to not have roommates in. Oh my God. I know. You've just been so much happier since you guys moved into your new place. And lastly, I'm thankful for you, Angela, for being such a cool work partner and work wife. And I'm just grateful that I met you and found you back in 2013. Oh my God. We go way back, girl. We sure do. So... Thank you, Angela, for being you. Thank you for being you. Oh, well, guys, we hope we've cleared up this week's reason, and we hope it inspires you to find a little thanks and gratitude in your life. We really are thankful for all of our listeners. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.